you are listening to the TN Horror Podcast Network. Horror with a sense of humor. Before we get into the episode, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. That's the big one. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You are listening to the TN Horror Podcast Network. Horror with a sense of humor. So this is this is kind of a, a sideshow, pun intended, to uh, <laughs> to our normal podcast. This is one where we kind of just hang out and kind of talk about a specific topic, or sometimes it's just going off on tangents. But uh, tonight we were we wanted to talk about um, a haunting during you know a pandemic and how that's going to go, um, and. Uh, and the topic of the drive-through haunts that we're starting to see uh, advertised, uh, primarily down in Florida, is the only place I've really seen it, but I'm sure there's probably going to be some other places probably following suit. Um, so those are our two main topics we're planning on discussing. Uh, but before that, um, Erica, why don't you give us a little bit of a background about how you got into haunting and, and what brought you to where you're at now? Uh, well, my neighbor always did a home haunt, so I was always helping with that, and then my elementary school always did a big haunted house every year, and you couldn't help until you were in sixth grade, so as soon as I turned 11 and I was in sixth grade, I was allowed to help, and that's when you were allowed, allowed to, like, act in it and help in it and stuff like that, and you can do it through high school. All the high schoolers would come back and do it and stuff, so I would help with that, and so I started at age 11 helping with an elementary one and then started doing community haunts and helped with my neighbors, like home haunts and stuff like that. And then uh, started doing large haunts uh, in like 2007. Talk about a cool school. <laughs> Wish I had yeah. a school like that. <laughs> yeah, it was actually um, it for like that, that documentary that's called like The Art of the Scare or something. Yeah. Um, had a lot of McKinney Manor in it, um, but <laughs> but um, that my elementary school was in it for like a split second. Uh, they talked about it. It probably would have been in there more if Russ hadn't got to him. But anyways, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my, my yeah. school was still gift wrap and oranges. That was you know, the extent of our trying to do things to raise some money or whatever. Yeah, I went to a Nashville school, so we didn't do no kind of haunting, unfortunately. My school was really big on it. We did, like, a huge haunted house, and we did, like, a huge fall festival thing around it. So. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Cool. You said you started, I would say, started professionally in 2007, you would say? Yeah. About 2007 is when I started doing big haunts. I did, like, college haunts and stuff like that beforehand, but uh, yeah. 2007 was when with larger haunts. Cool. Um, so I know we were discussing, Carol and I were discussing earlier, you know, points of topic we wanted to ask you about specifically, um, because you've had experience with shows on the West Coast, whereas, you know, myself, I've only done shows in the Southeast United States, um, and there's definitely a distinct style difference between the two that I've noticed. Nothing like... I wouldn't say there's a major difference because it's still haunting, but there's just style choices and um, sometimes aesthetics that are that are played off of differently. What, what would you say is one of the differences you've seen between 
West Coast haunting and we'll just say East Coast or Southeast? Uh, I mean, I haven't like worked in a haunted house on like the West Coast, unless you count like Denver as West Coast in a really long time. Um, but I don't, I mean, the only difference that I, like the major difference that I've seen is like who can handle cold weather haunting versus hot weather haunting. And like, for some reason, it's like this huge battle between like West Coast and East Coast and all over the place. It's really funny to me. I don't know. <laughs> Midwest. <laughs> like a Tupac and Biggie about to pop up. <laughs> yeah. Hot, hot versus cold. <laughs> Who can wear cold weather costumes versus hot weather costumes? Hit them up. Late August, early September, Southern humidity haunting. I don't want to do it. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> no. <laughs> yep. I've never been to a, no, I don't know. No, I've never been to a snow haunt. That'd be fun. Oh, it's fun, especially if you're outside. <laughs> <laughs> you're shoving like those hand warmers like in your shoes and stuff. <laughs> uh, well, we had, me and my wife had been to Nashville Nightmare in December, and that was miserable <laughs> after standing outside in 20 degrees. <laughs> Tell me about it. I was, I was in nothing but a bathrobe, Jimmy. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were. <laughs> That's your choice, Carol. No, At least you was no, getting paid. It wasn't just my choice. I did it for the fans, okay? You but. got paid to do it. We was paying to do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, did salary. I was salary. It wasn't like I was getting paid on the side. Oh, okay. You did it for the fans once you got there, Carol. But why were you wearing it to the store before you got there? Uh, it just gives me, it gave me a reason not to wear pants. Which is always a good reason. You're always looking for that. Yes. I can see Carol out there in uh, Knoxville in his boxers working on a hunt. Hey. I don't think it, that he's done that to them yet. No, I, I, I'm trying to keep work. I'm not trying to lose work, Jimmy. <laughs> you don't want to do all that. <laughs> to be fair, I was by myself at Monster Mountain that day, okay? Like, I wasn't expecting anybody to be up there. But when I was in my underwear and a tool belt, it happened. Somebody came up there and, and saw the goods. <laughs> Great yeah. things happen when you party naked. <laughs> Is your best work when you're in your underwear at a haunt? Uh, no comment. <laughs> All right, Matt, Matt, move on before I, I say some more dumb shit. I'll just say let's uh let's let's jump into you know one of the one of the main topics of discussion for the evening is um let's I guess you know we'll jump into what are your feelings about what the haunt season is going to be like this year. We've already seen, you know, announcements from major shows like Universal's Halloween Horror Nights that they're not going through the show because of the pandemic. Um, you know, some of us kind of expected just because of the nature of the show and the number of people that show up to it. Um, I know I personally think, uh, depending on where you're at and what the local regulations are, I think outdoor shows are probably going to be able to open. Or, or at least have less restrictions, just my gut feeling. Um, so I'd be real curious to see what you guys thought. Erica, first. Oh, um, I mean, I think it can be done. I think it just depends on, like you said, like following regulations and like, make, there's no way people aren't gonna get mad at like one, one thing and then another. There's people are gonna be angry about stuff. It's gonna be a weird season for sure, but I mean, I think it can be done. We went to Utah and saw it done. Um, but it honestly just depends on... I'm, I'm, I hope that people don't start off following the regulations and then like halfway through the season, like drop off and just do whatever they want. Like, I hope they kind of continue, but I don't know. It's going to be a weird season for sure. Nobody knows how to navigate it correctly, you know? It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, that's that's one of my fears, and I, I've said this uh, in a discussion before, is that 
I worry that maybe some shows are saying, yeah, we've got these regulations in place, but then the, you know, the implementation consistently of those practices will really be the, the telltale of how genuine their concern is. Yeah. And, you know, even without COVID, it's already hard to implement procedures as it is, you know, well, we're only going to let groups in so many seconds at a time. We're only going to do this. We're only going to do that. Yeah. You know, as well as I do, a lot of that gets thrown out the window. Let's adapt so we can overcome the problems of the night and stay open and, and call it a day. You can't do that with COVID because there's going to be somebody that's looking. You have a target on your back. They're going to be looking for you to mess up. They can put you on the news, blast you on social media and say, these people care about dollars more than they do people's lives. And that's what scares me. And we already, as an industry as a whole, for the most part, have a bad reputation of people thinking that we're not safe and that we don't fare people and that we leave buildings a mess and nobody wants to rent to us. All these speculations. I, I was, <laughs> I was uh, accused of, of, uh, smoking smoking dope today because I was at a haunted house and just because they smelled marijuana it had to be the haunter that was doing it damn you haunters for smoking dope but I think that that's what I don't want to happen I don't want this to be another black eye that we have to overcome uh, for yeah. people to understand that we do care about our people the people that come to our shows the show being safe and I, I understand that a lot of people can only do what they can do. Not everybody can do what me and Erica saw uh, in, in Salt Lake at, at Fear Factory. But I think if you're going to be open, you need to have regulations in place and procedures in place and have safety as a number one priority. And if you don't, then you deserve to get to get blasted because this is not a time, regardless of what you believe, like you got to treat this thing like like it's something that could actually harm people. And, uh, yeah. and if, think about this. If one of your actors comes down with COVID, you may have to shut down for two weeks. That's huge. Yeah. Huge. I, I, and I'll just say, I was going to talk about, you know, the black eye in the industry is that this will be like any, anytime someone gets hurt in a haunted house, if a haunted house has, a, has an outbreak, it won't be ABC haunted house has a COVID outbreak. It's haunted houses don't take safety precautions for COVID seriously. Yeah. They're dangerous. It's going to happen. It's going to be, and for all I know, it could be somebody that's just, they, they don't care. They don't, I don't know. I don't know who it's going to be, but it's going to happen somewhere. I hate to say that. And I hope that everybody just tries to do the best they can to avoid anything like that. I hope people get to open and have a great season, safe season. But I just know people are going to be like vultures just waiting to, to attack, man. I hate that, but that's, that's the way the, the climate of the world today is people are just constantly looking for something, man. And um, Erica, do you know of anybody around that, how they're doing it? Um, I know a lot of haunted houses are getting like the masks and then they're going to be like painting over them. So we saw that at uh, Fear Factory, they put like the makeup over the masks. Also, a lot of them will have um, silicone masks and stuff and each actor will like have that specific mask for like season and like they will clean it out every night like they're supposed to anyway but right. you know what I mean um I think that as long as I think haunted houses too um I think they'll I think I hope they all open but the ones that do open um I think that as long as they kind of understand that things are going to change daily probably and go into that like they're gonna have different like procedures probably daily um, think everything's changing every day. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Um, I think they'll be okay, but I don't know. What about you, Carol? How are they handling it there? They have, they have their own procedures here um, that they're doing. Every haunted house that I've talked to, they're, they're focusing on safety, and they're either going by the city's guidelines, the state's guidelines, or the CDC guidelines are all a little bit of everything that fits them. Not every show is the same. Some shows do 5,000 people a night plus. Some shows do 1,000 people a night. So I know uh, here they're doing a haunt queue system. Where it's kind of like when you go to a restaurant to get a table, you check in, and then they'll let you know when you're ready to go in so you can hang out in your car 
you know, hang out with your group somewhere off, you know, in the social distance. And then you just arrive to the entrance when they're ready. Also, time ticketing is huge. Um, also, implementing that people wear facial coverings and making sure all that. Social distancing with actors, like even during, before the show even opens, like keeping your actors safe, but like doing makeup and costuming. That's a huge yeah, Huge none of that, like, hanging out in tiny, like, and all yeah. these pods, like, they have to be separate from each other. I mean, oh, as, as haunted yeah, houses are, yeah, haunted houses are all walks of life. People from all walks of life work at haunted houses. And when when you get that melting pot of people, you don't know where people uh, have been, where they shopped, who they've been around. And that is the even more so to make sure masks and hand washing all that stuff because customers can't even they may not even come through the door yet and you've already maybe spread something along your own people so you got to constantly be aware of it from as soon as you walk in till you leave you know it's and you, you got to be on your toes and like erica said it's going to change every day i mean what i just read today if you're over six foot tall <laughs> the study says that you're more likely to get covid 19 um they may start saying that you need to wear goggles i think i saw you post a picture jimmy of you wearing your uh, swim goggles we're gonna look like scuba steve out there where it's all said and done with you know we're gonna be in a whole suit and everything yeah leg doctor mask that's the way to go <laughs> I mean, that, hey they they knew they were onto something right back then right matt yep they knew what they were doing Hey Matt, you just start making COVID masks, the whole thing, and selling them. You can quit oh, your day job. Better believe it. As soon as I get the new shop set up, that's the first thing on my list to do. Hey Matt, made some awesome plague masks back at Death Yard, man. Those were sick. Those were awesome. He man, he made those. Uh, what did what did we use like a base? One of those like Mardi Gras weird like. Yeah, it was it was a, a Mardi Gras kind of like the the beak looking mask. That was my base, and then I put um, like a super thin flexible craft foam over it to make it look like leather and then i put literally i took um the brass uh paper rivets that you you know you put them together and you fan the backs out i cut those off and glued those on it to make it look like brass rivets yeah, yeah those are those that actually was like some of the first plague doctors i've seen in a haunt I remember me and you talked about that look and obviously outside there's probably somebody else but i remember in our area we were the kind of the first to have the plague thing going on back in 2014 yep well real quick going back to the q stuff for the how they're getting uh people in uh i don't i don't know if it's a secret but doug cox is trying to get people to write short stories and get them to narrate them and he's gonna play them over his fm transmitter while people wait like spooky that's stories. Good, that's, that's a good idea. A lot of people forget about FM transmitters. It's like old technology, but I love that. You know, like a lot of uh, Christmas events use those. They'll play, they'll sync their lights to the FM transmitter. And when you're driving through it, you can play it on your stereo. Um, I think that's a great idea. Anything to keep people entertained. Um, if they're going to be in their cars, you want to give them your uh, content, you know, something that revolves around the haunted house to listen to or to watch something, you know? So I think that's a good idea that Doug's doing that. I haven't heard that, but that's a good idea. Yes, that way, if they're in their cars, you can actually have the actors come up to the cars if they got the windows up, I guess, and kind of kind of cue lining, scare still. I mean, you got to watch out for those actors that go over the top and start hitting the windows. And, and I know actors that have, like, climbed in cars and stuff, you know, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They get so into it. <laughs> but I think it would be cool if they, you know, like the story playing, it's almost like they're, um, almost like theater, like while they're outside the car, they're kind of pantomiming along with what's going on or, or something along those lines. I think it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Hopefully, uh, I don't know, maybe a miracle can happen and COVID will go away before October. <laughs> It'd be nice, man, but I, I don't know, man. It's going to be no. tough. We all got to have a dream. The way 2020 is going, if COVID goes away, it'll it'll come back in October as something even worse. That'll be a good uh, good transition over into the the drive through haunt. We're talking about stories playing over the FM transmitters and stuff like that while people are waiting in their car. Yeah. 
you know, I assume something like that's probably going to be used or implemented in the drive-through haunts that they're doing. Um, I'm real curious to see how those are going to work out. Um, especially you talk about, you know, the overzealous actors, you know, <laughs> that car is moving. Don't, don't jump onto it or don't try and jump in front of it. I mean, uh, if they have like a line that they can't pass, you know, have you seen those like drive-through strip clubs? got like ropes and stuff that can't go past drive through strip clubs holy (laughs) shit we're we're not as progressive as denver down here in nashville yet (laughs) it's like in portland and something somewhere else hey i mean the three foot rule means something completely different in a drive through strip club (laughs) yeah now, I'm just picturing I'm just picturing now like a car wash but with stripper poles down the sides. Yeah, that's kind of what it is. Like, you got <laughs> they like have little... like tents set up and they have like like ropes so, so they can't like go past this specific rope and then the car just drives through and they're like doing their thing over here on the other side of the rope. You, you know? throw your money in a bucket and you go, all right, I like that yeah. one. And I like this one. You order food one at the beginning of it. By the time you get through the end of the drive-through, they hand you your food. Uh, yeah, I saw the one with the food. I mean, strip club and food. I'm pretty. You had me on strip club and food. That is interesting. Um, you know, a lot of people. I posted that link about the drive-through haunted house in, in uh, Orlando. Friends of mine down there posted it, and some friends of mine have friends that are working down there or working with them. And a lot of people were real quick to go, oh, that's stupid. It's so dangerous. I, I hate when people bash something automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it, because think about the person that said, hey, I'm going to do an app where people can come pick you up at your house and drop you off places. And they're going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're not supposed to get in cars with strangers. What are you doing? That's what taxis are for, right? Or, or, or this is my favorite one. You know, what, what can I do to really amp up my haunted house? I got a chainsaw. I wonder if I take the chain off and chase people with a chainsaw. But people would like that. Like, are you crazy? That's so dangerous. What are you thinking? Uh, no, like there's always people. These people have thought about everything, I'm sure. And insurance to me is the biggest obstacle because when we were doing Nashville Haunted Woods and Hayride, uh, we were having a tough time finding tractors to rent. And I was talking to uh, Brad Webb at the time. And we we're sitting there like, well, maybe we can rent trucks like, or get trucks from like a dealership or something. And he's like, well, you know, we get some heavy duty trucks and a little bit easier to navigate. I don't know. Let's, let's look into it. Insurance company said we couldn't have trucks right here. Right? It had to be uh, tractors. And insurance to me would be the biggest obstacle. And, and Erica, you came to the high ride. You knew exactly how strict I was when it came to actors being around the wagons. You see, I think you were there one night when I when I went yeah, off. Yeah, I, I was there. I was very, I was very uh, uh, blunt with somebody and said, "Hey, you know, we don't do that. You're, you're gonna go home alive tonight." Not her. Erica remembers that. She was there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Carol, you be blunt with someone? No. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Like people get all they get all mad when I tell them, you know the truth and they (laughs) why did you do that um but i the thing is what uh, the biggest issue i see with the drive the drive-through thing in orlando is being in orlando now uh obviously dark horizon last year we were down in orlando right in the backyard of disney and universal and that was a that was a feat you know that was a, a huge accomplishment just to get open and do that down there and there's a lot of competition obviously horror nights is closed i don't know about uh, Bush Gardens, um, but I mean, I, I say all, I'm all about it. I'm all about anything that's a new experience. And I, I had this. Me and Eric had this conversation the other day. If you aren't trying something new during this COVID time, and you have a business, you're missing out. COVID is the perfect time to try something that you've been wanting to try because things are different. And mm-hmm. Whether it be how you do your ticketing, how you do your queue line, how you do your attraction, how you do your flow, everything. 
if you have a new idea, it's that now is the time to implement it. And if it doesn't work out, you can sit there and say, you know, during COVID, we tried something new. It didn't work out, whatever. But if you're not trying something new right now and you have a haunt or any business for that matter, restaurant, bar, if you can be open. Um, I mean, look at a lot of restaurants didn't really put forth an effort for to go. Uh, a lot of restaurants have always focused on to go. Outback, Carabas. A lot of those restaurants have always been really big on to go. Some restaurants that weren't, you kind of see what happened. Um, it's a big, you got to be prepared for a little bit of everything. Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, I put out a question on our Instagram, Luhan or Instagram, and uh, it was, <clears throat> we want to hear your thoughts on the up upcoming haunt season. And someone uh, said it's going to be the, was it here in SoCal? It's going to be the season of home haunts. So yeah, I agree with that. Maybe uh, uh, nobody. The only place we haven't heard from that I can think of out here that's like a large scale situation. Yeah, I'm in Southern California right now. The only place that we haven't heard from is not. Um, everywhere else is not opening. Um, yeah. We'll see. I think it's going to be the year for home haunts here too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're going to have, obviously, they're not going to, you know, regulate your home as much as they're going to regulate a business or not be able to implement it, at least. Um, and, you know, people are going to take, take better care of doing things on their personal property than they would necessarily a business. And typically, I mean, you're, some home haunts draw huge numbers, but you're typically not going to have the huge crowds that a professional haunt's going to have. So you, you can manage the, the, the flow, I would imagine, a lot better. Do you think if uh, if the big haunts are closed in certain areas, the home haunts are going to be packed? People are uh, going to want to go do something. I I think this this is this. I mean, Matt, I've had this discussion. If big bigger haunts don't open, the smaller haunts will benefit. A lot of people will have to venture to places they never heard before, or they've heard about but they've never gone. Um, cause when you're with a group of people, sometimes you get voted out. I was voted out all the time. Like I want to go to the haunted houses that nobody ever heard of. I'm like, Carol, why do you want to do that? It's like, well, I've been to the other ones. I want to go to this one. Well, let's just go to this one. It's close by and we know what it is, whatever. So I'd have to venture out sometimes by myself or, you know, but the thing is, if you're, if you're, I would go ahead and assume that your attendance, at least just to be safe is going to be cut in half, at least. Uh, I just don't see how you can keep pumping through and go by, you know, the guidelines and I, I just don't see it happening. Um, but smaller haunts, I think, will benefit from it if they can get open and stay open. And um, it sucks for larger haunts. But I think, like Matt said earlier, if you're out, if you're outdoors, it's going to help a lot. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been saying, too, the last couple of years, and this was before, obviously before we'd ever even heard of COVID-19, but I've just had a gut feeling for the last couple of years that the industry is kind of cycling back towards people liking smaller shows and being able to have the, the time to enjoy the show and not feel like they're hurting through like cattle. Because um, when you get into these larger shows that draw thousands of people a night, you can't do anything but send through one big line, just or you'll be there till four in the morning. Yeah, that's what, um, yeah. And so, I've just had a feeling the last couple of years that almost like kind of boutique haunting, like these smaller shows that people can put more of their, you know, more of their, their personal touches on that people will see as they're going through as opposed to these huge, massive, um, you know, elaborate shows, which I love. Don't get me wrong. I love going to Netherworld. I love seeing huge, elaborate sets. But at the same time, I also enjoy going you know, being able to walk through and actually look at things and, and find those little details, those Easter eggs. I think what, if you're going to have a, a huge haunt, say like another world and you're doing a conga line, you have to set it up like another world where there's constantly sensory overload, bam, 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 bam. And I've never not had a good time at another world. No. And it's, it's been a conga line every time I've gone. Um, and I, I mean, Erica, what was your first thoughts first time you went to another world? Oh my God. There was, I couldn't even like, <laughs> I was looking at everything. I, I was like, 
I could I didn't even pay attention to the fact that there were people in front of me or behind me. Like, no way. There was so much to look at. I, th- I think I'm the only one here that has never been to Netherworld, so. Jimmy, I, Jimmy. I'm just there. I've not, not made it down there yet. I, I haven't been to the new location yet. I haven't been since they moved to Stone Mountain. But I'm planning on changing that this year, you know, if they're able to open. Because I'm not yeah. working this year. I decided to take this year off even before COVID-19 hit. I was taking 2020 off to go see some shows. So I'm still planning to do that with shows that are open. I must say, uh, COVID really screwed your plans up. For uh, going to see haunts, anyways. <laughs> but to be fair, the rest of 2020 has been pretty good this year. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Not much longer, and you're going to be a papa. Oh, man. You're the death of that. <laughs> the baby going to come out with a beard already? Full, full beard. Longer <laughs> than me, which would be really sad because she's a girl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be bad. Well, I mean, bearded ladies, it'd be kind of cool, Matt. You can make some money off that. Did you say <laughs> something about a sideshow earlier? There you go. I'm a party. I will make money off of it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <clears throat> well, so, real quick, I wanted to go back to, you know, Carol, you're talking about how you don't like it when people are just immediately down on something or think it's not going to work. Uh I'm the same way. I hate that mentality because there were people that thought Disneyland was never going to work and thought Walt Disney was wasting his time. And clearly he wasn't. Clearly he was just thinking several years ahead of everyone else around him. Um, and I, I have a feeling these people who are, who are planning these drive through haunts are doing the same thing. They're, they're looking at it they're going, okay, here's something that we enjoy doing. Here's something we do to make money. There's more than one way to get people through a show. It doesn't have to just be walking. You know, and, and it kind of goes back to almost like a dark ride. It's basically an outdoor dark ride. You're in your vehicle. It's kind of this hybrid of, you know, haunted houses, live theater, drive-ins. And, you know, I'm sure they've thought about ways they can control the flow and ways they can control the path and, and you know, make sure their actors can't get into the drive uh, path of the car so to just for people who just immediately you know poo-poo on it i think is very short-sighted and very closed-minded i mean did we hear anything bad about the car wash haunts that opened last year like i didn't see anything bad i don't know if anybody else did but those seem to work and there's a ride at knots that's um i don't know if they still do it but they had this one ride it was like you get in a mine car with a bunch of people and you're on a ride on a track and the actors are coming up to the mine and you're like they're right here so it's like i mean if they could do it like on a ride why couldn't right. they have to do it in a car <laughs> where you have more control <laughs> i mean when i first heard about it i thought it was more like um like a car wash where you put your car in neutral and the track like is on like you go in that little recess thing with your tires it pulls you through um that's kind of what i was thinking in my head but i don't know how how you could do that you know um because like even when you go to a christmas show and you're creeping through looking at the lights everybody you turn your lights off and keep the speed limit but who's to keep people from plowing into somebody else like texting on their phone or not paying yeah. attention like i'm well, sure that i think happens. it would have to be like a certain distance I don't know. See, I mean, I'm sure they've thought about all of that. And people that are just like, come on, get real. They've thought about everything. They wouldn't be doing this if it was, especially from what I heard, the people that are doing it have have been working for Disney and Universal in the past. So they they must have some experience. Hey, what if they do it like in, you remember Opryland? They had the old cars you can ride in? Yeah. 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 Ride some thin Lizzie's through a haunt. I, I, I've been wanting to do that for a long time, Jimmy. Um, that whole concept, that technology is old. Like, it was around, you know, for years at Opryland. It debuted, I think, even maybe in the, I think it was one of the first rides, if I'm not mistaken, like in the 70s. It's just a magnetic track that these cars just roll on. 
and I, I've been wanting to do that for a long time with like um, a hayride type scenario or something along those lines, but getting that track laid and that system is probably a good chunk. And I don't know if it's something you can just put down and take up, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I have to think, you know, the company that's, that's doing it or the people that are doing it, they wouldn't be spending money on marketing and, and putting information out there if they hadn't thought of every possible scenario. Um, the one thing, and I'm sure they thought about it, but this is just the one that pops into my head is just, you know, when certain people get scared, they, they, you know, their flight. Yeah. So I would be worried about someone getting scared and, you know, punching the accelerator. And, you know, uh, uh, something else I thought of, you know, with the way cars are these days, like, you know, they're freaking ridiculous. Uh, when you go to MARTA, like get emissions, they put that little thing in your car and they read what it's doing. Who's to say there's nothing out there that can't just plug in your car and just regulates exactly what it wants your car to do? I don't know. Like a digital governor? Yeah, like a digital governor. This made me think, what if what if uh, Elon Musk jumps in the haunt game and uh, puts some <laughs> Teslas in there? Do you like oh, haunted house dances with the like doors and yeah, stuff? Yeah, the, the doors. <laughs> I'm all you were, to do it. You ride in the Tesla through the haunt, and it's on the autopilot mode. Yeah, it's the self-driving. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do that so bad. The phone's about to die on me. Oh, no. Oh, no, Matt. I know. That's why I probably a good thing I don't have a Tesla, because I'd be the first, because I, uh, I get tired driving, so I would probably really try to do sleep while I'm driving. <laughs> I'm going to test it out and see how long it can go. Put your uh, car like on cruise control. Yeah, you have to have like a certain. <laughs> Do it for hey, thirty minutes instead of a long. It's not far off. Yeah. See if I got a charger in my car. Where you going? Like the grocery store or something? Yes. Get away. He could do a podcast going down the road. <laughs> Hey, Jimmy can attest. I'm usually doing at least two or three other things while we're doing the podcast. I think the last episode, he was repairing the roof in his garage. Yep. <laughs> I was. I wish, I wish I recorded the video of that and posted that. He's up there splackling the damn uh, ceiling while we're doing a podcast, but still killing it. And now what he's like, what? Are you testing out your theory by like how fast you can go with a distracted driver? Like, <laughs> you know, you can hit I want to see if I run into my out there. <laughs> They're not going to like this test. <laughs> my buddy, when I posted that uh, link on my Facebook, my buddy Cole, he said, Hey, man, how'd you tow to your car? He said, I drove it right off in a boo hole. <laughs> 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 I, said, I said, damn it, man. A boo hole. Hell yeah. Throw it right off in a boo hole. I hate when I get my car stuck in a boo hole. Man, you gotta have, you gotta you gotta lock them hubs in so you don't get caught in boo holes. <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> oh Lord. Did you get your charger? No. So I'll just go until I die. Oh, shit. Which is right there. No, you're still on. Where is he? No, awesome. I think he died. <laughs> well, I'm, it's probably just going to keep the blur. It's the mat, the ghost of Matt that's joining us. <laughs> it's like Bigfoot. Yeah. Kind of does look like Bigfoot, huh? <laughs> <laughs> But um, well, I guess I need to take the reins in. I wasn't prepared for this. Oh Lord! <laughs> I got faith in you, Jimmy. Um, well, well, how about we just ask some of the questions we ask our guests, since you are that our works. guest. Uh, let me find them. So don't make me uh awkward pause here. <clears throat> Oh, he went away. The ghost went away. Where are they? Okay. 
We are. Well, they already asked you how you got started haunting. Okay. Have you have you ever built a scene? I guess that one ain't gonna work. If you ain't, have you built a scene in a hunt? Me? Yeah. I've helped. I've never done like a full scene on my by myself. Okay, we'll just go to three then. What is your favorite <laughs> scene of any show you have been to? That I've like worked at, or no, just been, been to, like went through. Uh, good question. Put you on the spot here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, there's one. Was it Dark Hours? Ooh, I don't. I don't remember which one it was. But they have like the scene where you walk in, and I remember the main thing was like up at the. I know that this exists at other haunted houses too. <laughs> The, like thing that I remember the most at this haunted house is you walk in and they have um, an actor like running around the ceiling um, oh, on a bungee and it was one of the coolest things I stood there and stared at it like my friend and I we both just like stared and watched this guy until we got kicked out of the scene but um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was dark hour uh, but I've always wanted really to cool. go through a haunt where they do stuff from the ceiling because that's something you don't expect Oh, Netherworld does stuff on the ceiling. I've never they have like go, all, all, everything like way above you. Like, <laughs> uh, and I probably my luck they won't open this year. Hey, don't say that. Don't wish that on them. Well, I'm not wishing it on them, but I'm just saying my luck. <laughs> that probably working Jimmy, hard over there. Jimmy, I guarantee you, your luck is better than mine. So I'm gonna go ahead and yes. just tell you tell you that for mm -hmm. real bro <laughs> well um i'll uh well you'll be a part of it. maybe we can go before the season do they open before a lot of haunts open up well they're open usually during during like the every day in october every day um okay. COVID they open maybe. In september i think yeah. right yeah so it, it really depends on what the covid does and their schedule but they're i know they're open every day in october usually so I usually go during the week. I, last year was the first year I haven't gone since 2006. Well, I might have to call out of work on a, like a Thursday night or something so I can get a four-day weekend or a three-day weekend. Yeah. Four. Whatever. Yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, you probably – I know what we used to do was a lot of people would go on Sundays, like early on, like early October, and then take Monday off just to kind of, you know – so you could probably do that. Just go on a Sunday. Well, I'm talking about wanting to go with like y'all or you and oh. uh, when y'all go, because <laughs> um, so, we can make uh, that happen, man. We can make that happen. That would definitely be fun. A new haunt order. Uh, we can do like a whole video and everything. You gotta, <laughs> well, we gotta dress we up get like there. the wolf pack, bro. You gotta dress up like the wolf pack. Damn, is there a fat version of somebody I can be? Hey, you be who you want to be, man. That's what's cool. You just be whoever you want to be. I'll get a, I'll get a, uh, I'll get a, a mullet wig that's bald, and I'll be Hollywood Hulk Hogan. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um. So, what is? Uh, would you have a dream haunted house theme that you would want to be a part of? Uh... Anything okay. you've ever dreamed about. The one that I push the most, and it drives people crazy, and I've done it before, but I think I could do it better now, <laughs> aliens. Alien? It drives people crazy how much I try and push aliens. <laughs> like like the, the gray aliens or like the alien from the movie Aliens? You don't have to actually have any aliens in it. You can just make that so scary. I... I want to go to a haunt that actually has aliens. Well, not actually have, but an alien-themed haunt would be awesome. Netherworld did aliens a couple years ago. But that's not why I want to do aliens. I just have always loved aliens, and I think it could be really cool. Can you have someone <laughs> staged in the group that gets abducted by an alien? Like a beam yeah, comes over them and sucks them up? That would I mean, be awesome. Yeah. 
<laughs> hey, if we go in the mind of Carol and do that, then there will be an alien probing somebody. I guarantee it. Yeah. If there was drill, though, there's got to be an alien probing somebody. Man, look, I I don't dabble in the extraterrestrial, Jimmy. Okay, I don't I don't mix the two. Okay. Oh shit. Drill, drill does and aliens. No, no mixing. <laughs> What's your dream theme, Carol? Did you say like uh oh, I bet I know what it is. Chernobyl. Oh, you uh, I, like I didn't know yours was aliens. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jimmy, Erica thinks I'm an alien. Okay. You told me you were and the doctor said something about it. Okay. This is getting awkward. Listen, Jimmy. <laughs> This is amazing. He looked, she looked at me and said, Carol, you're an alien. No. I don't know. Is that why you're so good at uh, doing what you do? No. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm decent at what I do because I, have a, I, I love doing it. I have a passion for it. That's it. That's the only reason for that. There's a lot of people better than me at what I do, but I do have a passion for it, and that's really what, that's what you got to have. Are they, as, are they as humble as you though? Don't know. I think a lot of uh, a lot of people um, are. Some people aren't, but that's just that's just how it goes, you know. That's why you're such a likable guy because you. I feel <laughs> you're humble. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, you're so sweet, man. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, a lot of people don't feel the way you feel, buddy. But that's all right. Well, I saw. I'm sorry they feel that way. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, they're miss, I, I, hey, they're missing I, out, man, aren't they? They're just missing out. I might have to cut this out because we don't want to cuss a lot. But uh, I, I met a guy about five years ago. His name was Ray Davis. Big old beard. He looked like a uh, member of them ZZ Top. But his whole saying was "fuck them all and feed them fish heads." <laughs> that guy sounds really cool. Him and Snake Man should hang out. Oh man, they would. <laughs> that would be an interesting conversation right there. <laughs> but we'd have to have you there to uh, translate that, though. Hey, that's that's fine. Um, I I can take care of my buddy Snake. I'll I'll be his translator. He's he'll be all right. I, hey, I'm, I'm very fluent in Snakeman. I can speak Snakeman better than anybody. Have you got to meet him yet, Erica? Nope. Oh, well, we, uh, does he come out very often during haunt season? Does he go to haunts? Um. When he, he's living in Muncie, Indiana now, so when he was around, you know, we, we brought him to Death Yard a few nights that we were open and Monster Mountain wasn't. Uh, I brought him to Nightmare some to kind of help out. I brought him to the woods some, um, you know, but when I moved out of Hendersonville, I went up to Gallatin for a while. Like, you know, I would swing by to pick him up, but then, you know, he moved again, and I, I didn't know where he was going to be from time to time, so it kind of, you know, Snake Man is just a, a wanderer, man. And when he's up in Muncie now, so I don't get to see him much, he'll he'll send me a, a thumbs up on Facebook from time to time and just let me know he's all right. He sent me a video the other day <laughs> just saying what's up. I was like, oh, man. He's, getting, so, old, he's getting gray all over. He's getting old. So, so Snake so Man has you. a smartphone? Snake Man. Thank you, Erica. Thank you very Bye. much. I, uh, <laughs> he... He has some kind of a some kind of smartphone that he uses because he doesn't have it all the time. He only you can tell when Snake Man gets online because I'll get like a bunch of likes or whatever or shares because he gets on there and starts sharing or liking my stuff um, or <laughs> posting half naked women, which he does that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he probably well, he probably well, has more viruses than anybody. <laughs> uh, I don't know him, but I was about to nah. Never mind, I won't go there. <laughs> you think he has someone that takes his phone away from him? No, he, I just think that uh, his stepson Ricky. I think they probably share a phone because Snake Man doesn't get on there very, you know, a lot. So when he does, he probably he may he did have his own phone for a while, but it was a prepaid phone. So who knows? You know, who knows what he does? Snake Man is a mysterious individual. You don't know much about Snake. Well, maybe uh, so he could be almost like a cryptid, huh? He is. He, I think, I think 
because he always told me that in Japan he got a black belt in karate <laughs> and he flew a helicopter upside down and he was <laughs> like some badass dude I'm telling you like I I don't know what to believe <laughs> Snake Man is like everybody talks about Chuck Norris but Snake Man is is my Chuck Norris okay like Snake Man could beat Chuck Norris's ass I'm just gonna say it right here to everybody listening so we need to snake start man doing snake Chuck man sayings instead of period or no snake man facts instead of Chuck Norris facts, right? We need to do that. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what would it, what would it be? Uh, COVID. COVID was exposed to snake man and it was in quarantine for two weeks or something. <laughs> you can do that, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello. Carol, we can see you. <laughs> okay. Everything froze. Did you hear what I said, though? Now, what would you say? I missed it. Oh, I said uh, COVID was exposed to Snake Man and had to quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's you. Put that hey, one out there. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. He is, he is the most, uh, probably one of the, biggest souls and the biggest heart of anybody I've ever met in my life. He's actually taught me a lot about building and, and construction, which is crazy, you know, but he's done it his whole life, like little techniques. I one time saw him take a, a screw, right, in his bare hands and stick it in a piece of wood and then drill it in. So, like, if you've ever taken a screw and tried to, like, jam it into a piece of wood, it's not easy. I don't know how he does it, but it's like, damn, dude, like that's that judo or karate he learned, I guess, in Japan. <laughs> that's how he starts his that's how he starts his screws, like bam. Crazy. We got he already and his wrist when he's when he's drinking beer, he never spills a drop. So he could fall in the beer and that, like his his wrist rotates like a it's a steady cam for his beer. It's really, really <laughs> bizarre. Oh shit. Um all right, uh, I'll go back to the questions real quick, Erica. What is a specific memory that you cherish from haunting, besides Carol? Besides putting up wallpaper with Carol? Oh. Um, <laughs> um, it's going to be hard to beat that one. Yeah. <laughs> um. I have like I have so many so it's really hard um okay we won't put a favorite on there just name one yeah, off the top hard. of your head uh, or you can share a few it don't matter it's not limited to just one that's a very good question I have no idea I don't know if there be happy questions well, when uh, when Matt died, when Matt died on us, it kind of threw me for a loop. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's so many years, so it's so hard to come up with them, you know. Yeah. Um, I had a little girl once after I stopped doing like my main character that I had for a long time. Got really upset because they hadn't seen my character, so they wrote the haunted house, and my haunted house like tracked me down and like asked me to like send her my signature, and like she wanted a, like an autograph from me. She was like this little eight year old girl who wanted my character's autograph, but we stopped being those characters. So I mean, there's stuff like that that's pretty cool. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you um, had a pretty famous character, huh? Not really. She wasn't that famous. Uh, but she like loved going to the haunted house and like there were people who would come to the haunted house for those characters like every year and they would always be like, Every year we get a picture with you and we have like this frame where it's like each year. So I mean there were people like that, but we weren't like famous. <laughs> um but yeah. All right, well um Matt has better transitions than me. <laughs> I'm the produ I'm the producer over here. Sorry. What is uh, one piece of advice you would give to someone considering becoming a haunter? 
don't give up. It's always hard at first. And there's always those people that are like, I want to do more. I want to do this and do that. And like, take your time. Like, don't give up. Take your time. Realize it takes time. Um, that's what I would say. I would also seek out the, uh, the well, now that it's the home of the year of the haunt, home hunts, that's the best place to start. Yeah, look for who needs help right now. Yeah. I helped out one that's close to me with my original character. It's addictive. It's addictive for yeah. sure. And it's a, and it's a hell of a Definitely workout. <laughs> yeah, it I is. I was running all over the place. I thought I was going to die. But it's so fun it's when so you fun. get that when people scared and screaming, though. Yeah. It's adrenaline. Yeah. Adrenaline keeps... See, if we can bottle up some scare energy... Have an energy drink, a hot drink. I know. Hey, I, I have an idea for a uh, for an energy drink, Jimmy. What's that? It's called Nightmare Energy, right? Yeah. Wake up with a nightmare. Nightmare Energy. Boom. He's had this idea for a while. Yes. I've heard him say it before. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's not a good one. Well, um, with your whole, um, I'm sure your black book of uh, people you know, Carol, the what the what, what is the word? Networking over the years oh. of haunting. Yeah. <laughs> not not that black book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the networking uh, black book. Uh, maybe you can find someone to uh, help you get that going. Or maybe take it on Shark Tank. There's so many energy drinks out there now. It'd be, it'd be something that if you like, you just buy a generic. Uh, they they have those companies where you can. You can make, make your own. label. Yeah, I'd probably do something like that because all that other crap would be just too much. I'm not really into doing all that. I mean, I guess it would uh, be cool to throw a label on it and just be like, yeah, yeah, here's my energy drink. Or just to yeah. have a couple cans just to sit on the shelf and say you've done it. <laughs> yeah. Um. I tell you, I tell you, Jimmy. Since you're talking about home haunts and things like that, uh, a good buddy of mine worked at Nightmare and in, in the woods with me is Nate Dingman. He has a really good home haunt in Murfreesboro. Um, you should have him on the show here and talk to him about his home haunt, and uh, maybe if he's looking at you know doing a little bit more this year because of COVID. So it'd be a good guy to have on in and talk about home haunts. He's um, like building right now, isn't he? Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, I've seen his progress. It's pretty cool. Um, there's other two other people too that used to be home haunters, uh, Logan what'd, and Misty Sharp. Um, they what'd you uh, say were, Nate's, Nate's name was? Sorry to interrupt. Nate Dingman. I, I can send you his, his information. Oh, I actually already got him on here. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Well, I'll hit him yeah. up then. Yeah, him and uh, he has a home haunt, and then uh, Misty and Logan Sharp used to do a home haunt before they started working. Uh, at the woods and at nightmare and, and you know even though they don't do a home hunt anymore they'd be maybe possible to talk to about doing a home hunt and what it was like and if they were going to open one now you know in covid what would they do so if they you want to do a home don't do it anymore huh don't do it anymore they they can't they just didn't have time i mean you know how it is it's damn near impossible yeah um trying to think but no, Jimmy, I, I, i'd like to say this too jimmy like a lot of people are saying Halloween's canceled. It's not canceled. I mean, obviously, it's it's Halloween's what you make it and, and all that. It's going to be different. Uh, but don't be that jerk that goes in assuming everything's going to be normal because it's not, you know. Um, restaurants don't have the same menu items anymore right now. They have a limited menu. Like, things are different. Things are changed. We don't know if it's going to be that way forever or just temporarily. But Halloween isn't canceled. Don't let this kill your Halloween spirit. Still have fun. Do your thing. Uh, try to visit haunts if you can, you know, safely. Um, but this whole concept that Halloween's canceled, I, I don't believe it. I think that's bogus. I'm just curious to see how trick-or-treating is going to go because that is one of the biggest things that me and uh, my buddy Johnny, you met Johnny. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, We would sit out in the front porch and hand out candy. And... Uh, just to see the kids dressed up. Like we would set aside a big little bag of candy for who we think has the best costume. 
So I'm looking. Um, I hope it don't change that. Is what I'm scared about. Well, I mean, luckily, you know, if you're wearing a mask, you wear a little facial covering and wear your mask over it. I mean, should be fine. But you know, the big, huge gatherings of kids, you know, all around, and that may be different. But I don't know. I mean, growing up, uh, I used to go to Jolton to trick or treat, like up there in, in the boonies, man. So that was just go to like you had to get in the car and go to this house, get back in the car, go to another house. You know, I didn't. I never really did a neighborhood trick or treating thing. I always just went to friends and family that we knew yeah yeah we live in a big neighborhood and we usually get like three four hundred kids in one night so it's pretty damn busy and wait we'd have my kids go out and get candy and all the bad candy they got we'd put back into the bowl and give it out (laughs) (laughs) give it back out we don't want that there was was one year that i worked at a a cheese factory down here in manchester and uh i and i and I was able to get a bunch of cheese for like a dollar for a pound for it. So we had string cheese, a shit ton of it. And we ran out of candy. So we started handing out string cheese. Love getting string cheese. Like, yes, please. <laughs> we, we overheard a, co- a, a couple of teenage girls walking off. And I was like, what'd you get? And the other one said, I got, I got string cheese. <laughs> Sound all depressed and stuff. What are we talking about? That's That's for lighter. I've been given, like, soda. I've been given toothbrushes. People give out it would be madder than hell if I got a damn toothbrush. <laughs> he was a dentist. Because oh, okay. <laughs> that... it also had, like, his, like, uh, oh. he, like, stapled his business card to it. Like, so that's promotion for him. Yeah. Maybe I should do that just hand out Tennessee Horror News cards or something. There you go. <laughs> Put them in each there bag of the kids. Yeah. yeah like, they definitely don't need to listen to those other podcasts that I do. <laughs> But anyways, um, I got some stickers, I think, in New Haunt Order. There you go. I don't know if I got a bunch of them, but need to need to get y'all some of them. I know Carol was rocking the shirt the other day. Yeah, dude. It's my it's my haunt shirt. I have like a stack of shirts that I wear when I build haunts, and that's one of them. So. Yeah. I need to get you one, too, Erica. Okay. Next time, uh, <laughs> next time, uh. T Public messes up and give us a thirty dollars off instead of thirty percent off. I love when they do that. That's how I got this shirt. Got it for free. <laughs> I paid just paid shipping. Nice. But um, yeah, do that. We'll get you a free shirt. <laughs> I don't understand how I, I. Twice we've done this, and I'm like, how does she not realize that she gave us thirty dollars off and not thirty percent? Maybe they're new. New person. I don't know. But every time I do it, that seems to happen. So, well, that's how I got this thing for free. There you go. Anyways, enough of that. I probably shouldn't have shared that secret. (laughs) And next time I do it, she's probably going to listen like, yeah, you're getting 30% off now, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But hell yeah. All right. Well, I guess, uh, got anything else, Carol? Erica, y'all want to talk about anything going on? Erica, you want to you want to you want to do some closing statements on COVID right now with haunting? Uh, I mean, I just I feel like I've already kind of said everything that I think that everyone just needs to take everything day by day and realize that things are going to change and be open to ideas of change um, and that. I mean, I hope everybody can open. It's like aiming to open, but and go support each other. But don't be assholes about it. <laughs> you know, wear your mask when you go and don't fight it. Because it's like I think I think it would just help them. You know, help them stay open and stay healthy. A little more shameless plugging here. Uh, you can get a new haunt order mask on TeePub. Just saying. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing. I think when it happens, just to sell masks, get on board. I'm, like, you know, I wouldn't doubt we see that happen. Yeah, is there a logo on it or some kind of cool, like I don't know. Do like was it? A, I think. Uh, uh, who's that immortal mask? They have stuff like that. I think they have some of the. I, I think it's the ones that go all the way around you though, instead of just the ear mask. It goes all around your head, but some pretty cool designs on them. 
Like I took a, 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 one of those cheap uh, Wish Jason masks. I cut the eyes out, and that's what I wear to work is a Jason mask. But I just put tape over the holes so they don't try to say that I can't do that. You're, it's pointless. You're still breathing out. So I just put a piece of clear tape. Oh, I think we lost Erica. Oh. Did we lose her? I don't know. Oh, but yeah, I, I just put a piece of tape over the holes, and uh, I wear it every day at work. Some woman said something about Silence of the Lamb, and I'm like, I guess I oh, that's, that. that's, that's what I was going to do, is going to head a molecular mask and do that, but I thought that'd be kind of uh, kind of weird to be walking around with that. I'm the only person that does this. So I'm the only person I've seen at work that has a Jason mask on. I ride around all day with it on. I That's got awesome. compliments and people's like, where'd you get that? And I said, I made it. But I, I had it up here. I'll take a picture and I'll, I'll send it to you. Uh, but, but I need to get the sandpaper out and sand it a little bit because the edges yeah. are kind of rough and they kind of rub my face a little bit. But anyways, <clears throat> Carol, I appreciate it. Yeah, I guess we lost Erica. Well, dude, um, I hope everything goes well this season for everybody. I really do. I hope COVID, you know, disappears and, and everybody has a great season and a great Halloween. And, you know, we'll just get through it, man. And next year it'll be bigger and better than ever if, if this year isn't what everybody, you know, anticipated. But we'll get through it, man. And I hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and um, we'll talk soon. Oh, yeah. Hold on.